0: Hello everyone, it's Reedy here. Welcome back to the FBI Addicts Game Week 18 podcast. <laughs> fantasy managers welcome to the game week 18 fpl addicts uh preview podcast sponsored well sponsored by bonus bank and uh i'd just like to say first and foremost uh if you're new around here uh, make sure you give our podcast uh or video some love uh with a like as well as clicking that subscribe button uh, and that'd be really appreciated but without further ado let's say g'day to our guests i'll start with you chazza this week because i know the other week when we had Ryan on, I think I went straight to him, and I know that you're buzzing this week because there's a huge game coming up, uh, which we'll talk about at some point, but how are you going, mate?
1: Good evening, or good morning to the viewers, and good morning to you, Radio. I'm really excited for game week 18. I think it would be roughly 30 games in only a matter of days. Awesome. Brilliant. You, you doing well, yeah? All good? Ah. Uh, as well as my overall rank at the moment, I can't
0: <laughs> excellent. And we've got a uh, special guest on today, and it's been a it's been a while. Um, he's he's absolutely buzzing on the back of a nil nil with Liverpool. Who'd have thought it? Uh, but it's Quentin. How uh, how you doing, mate? Welcome back. To have you on.
2: yeah good mate and uh speaking of the nil nil like it's been great being on the the party bus uh celebrating getting a point at anfield it's been great but yeah nah lovely to come back on the pod it's been a while and i know jack sort of uh lost under a pile of diapers so happy to come on and um <laughs> take yeah
0: over. he's 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 under the you know he's uh he's fighting for his life uh, some would say uh, but i'm sure he'll come out the other side uh, and we'll see him not to uh well in the near future, hopefully before before new year, if not 2024. But um great to have you on, Quentin. Um obviously we'll look into game week 18, we'll preview game week 17. There's lots to chat about, and it feels like we're kind of we're getting to that halfway stage of the season now where um you know if, you know, we'll try and make some ground if you if you're behind, you know, try and keep that lead if you're in front. Uh, fine margins at the minute, but yeah, previewing game week 17, we'll uh, we'll jump straight in, so in terms of the fixtures, uh, I'll bring those up now, there we go, I'll just add those in, and we can have a look, Um, because there were some great games, to be fair, I mean, we've been been spoiled with football lately, I know we had those midweek games, and um, those quick turnarounds with deadlines, and things like that, Um, it has just been a little bit, a little bit mad lately. Um, and it's not going to stop either with this Christmas period. So I'll bring the fixtures up, as I say. There we go. Uh, we yeah, had a Friday night on game. The, on the, the results, the results. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. So previewing the game with 17 results, Chazza. Um, we'll go with you, mate. I mean, Spurs, Forest, what's, what's your thoughts on that game? And Owning any FBL assets, were you a little bit disappointed? What do you think? Spurs comfortably won that one or...? <laughs>
1: They did. I was, it was quite underwhelming from Shulman's son to come away with a blank. Mm-hmm. It was the last game for Steve Cooper, but about 14 minutes before the game, that's when I woke up and realized I forgot to do my transfer. <laughs> I was meant to transfer Pyro, and he ended up getting eight points for Tyreek Mitchell. It was a oh, rookie oh. mistake, but what the big statement was for a game is certainly Richarlison being a really good differential at the moment he delivered with two goals against Newcastle. He backed it up here at the City Ground which is not an easy ground to go to and win.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's not and um I think you know with that red card for Spurs as well um it looked like Forest might be able to you know, get get back in or get something from the game, at least. Um, and it was the final nail in the coffin for, for Cooper, uh, as we now know. Um, so, yeah, Kulisevsky getting a goal and an assist. Uh, looked really sharp and really good in that game. Um, frustrating for Son owners, obviously, that he did have a chance, I think, to score, but he ended up getting a yellow card instead. Um, so, whether he went there with the captain, really, really unlucky, really, uh, I suppose, because uh should have probably got something... Uh, From Sony, but Poro owners eight points must have been buzzing with that. At least uh, got on the bonus. Um, So yes, Spurs getting the job done. Um, I don't think. I mean, the the Bournemouth and Luton game. I think those who were like engaged managers and or people who are maybe on Twitter, everyone heard the noise about what went on in the Bournemouth and the Luton game. uh, You know, got postponed um, because of the you know the situation with. With the looting captain Lockyer, but um, in terms of the game, I mean, there's not really much to discuss because you know the game didn't get finished. Um, I think the main thing to kind of maybe point out is people asking about uh, points and whether they get get them or not, or whether they'll get the bonus. And you know, who'd have thought if someone you know collapses on a pitch and people are just thinking about FPL points? What what um, what do you think as a Solanke owner um on this one, Quentin? Um.
2: Like, I thought he looked really good. Him and I'm actually the people I feel sorry for are the Tavernier owners because he looked really good. He he was getting into great positions, created a lot of chances in that first sort of 50, 60 minutes. And mm. who knows what could have been if they played the, the last 20 minutes because I thought Bournemouth were just starting to get on top of Luton and actually starting to pick them apart. And mm. obviously unfortunate what happened to Lockyer and, you know, being second heart issue in the last of the season and a half I think you know that's pretty serious for him and it's not yeah. good to see and you know I I wasn't too worried about FPL points but um obviously by the end of the week my mind did uh go back to I wonder if uh Solanke's gonna get his points but yeah. um yeah it was just it's just one of those things it's just a freak event you just don't ever sort of expect to see that and yeah, it has caused quite a, a stir on Twitter. I think uh, the first comment I saw was, "Will we still get bonus <laughs> <Just> straight <laughs> after it happened. So
0: yeah, I mean that's that's it, isn't it? This is this is life or death FPL. Who'd have thought it? You know what I mean? Um, it was quite literally but, death at Bournemouth. Yeah, I mean the It's a bit too soon for that, mate. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, luckily, I mean, and, and thankfully, um, Lockie looks like he's he's on the road to recovery um, at the minute. Um, but not to dwell too much on that game, as I say. You know, not really loads to discuss on it. But um, Chelsea, 2-0 against Sheffield. I don't think there's much to talk about apart from Palmer's haul. Uh, Chelsea apparently weren't that great anyway. You know, you'd think that they'd probably smash Sheffield. But Wilder's rejuvenated them, the whole manager bounce, uh, even though they didn't get a result from that. But yeah, Palmer, great asset to own. He's been still getting the points in there, even though he's not, you know, you know not from penalties basically um so yeah not to talk about that one too much but one that we do probably need to mention is manchester city what what is going on boys what is going on
2: the wheels are off mate the wheels are off
0: Hmm. i mean (laughs) is it no is it i don't know i just
2: think that they're almost trying too hard like they're not uh finishing the chances early in the games and it's coming into the second half where the, in this game, Crystal Palace started getting chances, got the equalizer right at Mm -hmm. the last minute and they're just not finishing their chances and then almost rushing it too much. And yeah, it's uh it'd be frustrating as a city fan, but as a United fan, it's great. I love it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm in that same
0: boat as well, Quentin. I mean, I I love (laughs) it as well. I mean, it's just crazy, though. I don't think they've had a dip like this since um, the COVID season, you know, where, where they were really poor and stuff. But
2: I think defensively they haven't been great this season. A lot of people are sort of, um, I guess, glossed over it a little bit because they've managed to keep a couple of clean sheets. But watching the games there, they're giving up a lot of big chances. And you see this game against Palace, like they, they could have gave up more chances, just that Palace couldn't finish some of those chances. But other weeks... think it might have been um the spurs game like that could have been anything like i just feel like their defense isn't great and they're giving up too many chances and it's going to take sort of they might come up against a liverpool team who are firing and and it could be ugly to be honest
0: Mm, yeah yeah uh really really strange one i mean are you enjoying i mean i think as an Arsenal fan and all three of us, really, even though United aren't quite up there in the mix for the title at the minute, you know. Not even if we lost,
2: would be cheering.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think we're all kind of quietly enjoying it, right, Chazza? The Spot dropout. on.
1: Just watching that whole game, I just was genuinely waiting for City to finish it off and make it 3-0. But I really didn't, once Palace scored one, they gave themselves a chance. And the greatest thing was Aliso putting that penalty away in front of the away and that was simply magical. On to yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. Just touch mm. base on that. As soon as Raul Jimenez decided to watch another comfy trailer, the wheels were falling off and Newcastle were getting their clean sheet. Simple as that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, great segue into that, I suppose. The, the Newcastle uh, game, clean sheet for Newcastle owners. Um,
1: right now, flat track bullies Newcastle. They've got home comforts and that's it. Every time I go away, they most of the time lose throughout this congested period they've got and they pull out these silly excuses saying, "I, oh, no, sorry, we've got short turnarounds. Oh no, we've got injuries. Yeah, tough luck. You're a better club now.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harsh words, but fair words, I suppose, from, from Chas there. If you want to be be the best and you want to mix it with the big boys, you've, you've got to do it. And I mean, last season, I think they got a few 1-0 aways and things like that. And this season, yeah, injuries has has played a big part, and I think their main back four that did so well last year's kind of just been been torn torn up really. Share's now injured, um, but they've got Botman back. Livermento, I've really liked the look of. Um, he got me a clean sheet in the bonus this week, which I was I was so buzzing with. Um, but yeah, easy win as you say, Chazza. That red card did make a difference from from Jimenez. And it did kind of mess plans up for people who were looking at maybe bringing them in this week for a nice fixture for Fulham. Yeah. Um, but 3-0, three points for for Newcastle. Everton, um, standard win, suppose, but I think we expected them to beat Burnley, right? And Everton have been in a run of form lately, haven't they?
2: Yeah, they've looked good. McNeil has looked really good, actually, I thought. Um, I think we chatted on our pod not last week, the week before, about um, obviously the budget picks um, that you can get. And I fought McNeil. He goes in little purple patches. And if you get on him sort of during that sort of the second week after he scores, he usually goes on a bit of a run. And I think he's still got an attack and return this week, even though he only got, I think, six or seven points. But, yeah, they've looked so much better in attack. And I I've, I was scared for them at the start of the season because I'm like, I don't know where the goal's going to come from. But the last, like, five or six games, they just look like they could score two or three a game. So... It's good yeah. to see from, I uh, obviously not for you, Reedy, um being the biggest <laughs> rival, mate. But uh, yeah,
0: uh, yeah, no, I knew, I knew that. I kind of, you know, what um, people say that if they hadn't had the ten point deduction, would they have kind of been galvanised and wanted to knew they were in trouble and kind of win these games? But um, you know, they may not have. But uh, and I always kind of knew anyway that if it was a season for them to get the the deduction, it would be now because there are other teams that that are poor. You know, obviously the the promoted sides and so on. So, but fair play to them; they've done really well. They've they've kept a lot of clean sheets as well. I mean, I had Pickford beginning of the season or early on in the season. <laughs> you know, I've not wanted to go Gosh, Everton sure. defenders because of the fixtures. And you know, Mikalenko, I think I think he uh, he's been injured the last uh, the last game anyway, at least. But he kept three three clean sheets before that. Um, and fair play, yeah. As I say, that you know. Fair enough to them. Fair play to them. I can't. I can't knock that. Um, that's all you can ask for from your team, especially Dite, who's been known for low blocks and not the best attacking football in the past when he was up early and things. Um, he's he's yeah, he's he's doing well. So, um, Arsenal, Arsenal against Brighton. I think uh, you can take this one, Chaz, mate. If you want, you you watched the game, surely, right?
1: Look, I'll be true to you. Yeah, I had my fourth work Christmas party for the year and I definitely had too much to drink, so I've probably slept through the majority of it. <laughs> but I'm not yes. surprised the goal scorers from this game are arguably the most informed attackers in our side right now, in Kai Hubbard mm-hmm. and Gabriel Jesus, which I think is probably the best differential forward in the game currently with a good set of fixtures coming mm-hmm. up. And we simply outplay Brighton. That's the most I've seen Brighton being outplayed in quite a long time, and it's the first time in...
0: 34 games and them not scoring. Mm. Yeah. Um Arsenal getting the job done. Havertz maybe with a bit of fluke fluke and uh, Gabriel Jesus getting a nice easy uh finish. That's good at the positioning. Back, back post. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back post. You know, he couldn't have missed that, surely. I mean, Darwin Nunes mm-hmm. probably would have missed that one, but um, that's that's a story for another day. Um but yeah. Three points at home. I mean, your home form this season has probably not been the best, but you're not going to complain when you beat Brighton. who normally do score goals this year, um, but they've just had such a mixed bunch of uh, yeah. players. Um, yeah, but um, Aston Villa Brentford, I suppose. I mean, there was a bit of a bit of drama going on in that game. Um, did you watch any highlights, Quentin? Or have you, did you see that one? Follow that one.
2: Yeah, actually, for. Um... Villa played really good. They probably should have finished with a few more goals. And and looking at Moreno, um, I was actually surprised at how good he looked in attack. Like um, last season, he was a little bit hit and miss and wasn't putting consistent games together. But I have a feeling that if he continues to play like this, he's going to keep that spot regardless of who comes back from injury. So, um, yeah, I actually thought they looked really good. And uh, at home this week, I think Watkins is looking like a great captaincy pick. because so he could have had more... Uh, attacking returns on the weekend, but obviously sometimes he doesn't quite finish those chances. But, yeah, I've, Aston Villa just looks sensational at the moment, especially at home. They're a, a much better side when they play at home for some reason. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I think um, Ramsey Ramsey actually didn't look too bad on the weekend, and we saw that last season. I think there was maybe a six or seven-game stretch where... He looked like one of the best uh, budget assets in the game. So I reckon he's definitely one to keep an eye at, but depending on whether he can keep that spot over Tillemans or whether they somehow find a way to keep him in the side when Tillemans comes back in.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's a good point. And I think the um, the, the whole thing of uh, Matty Cash and Alberto Moreno, um, I think it's, how am saying, Alberto? Well, it's Moreno, anyway. I call Alex Moreno, that's the one. Albert, I was thinking of someone who used to play for Liverpool years ago, but getting it mixed of Alberto.
2: Uh, was it Luis? Alberto? Yeah. Or whatever he's oh, talking like.
0: about. I think I've cross, crossed it over and said Alberto. I thought, Alberto. Of, I thought of Moreno used to play for us as well. But, yeah, Alex Moreno, that's the, that's the right guy. But, um, yeah, playing those guys uh, because uh, Tillemans is injured and obviously Ramsey coming as you say, Douglas Louise suspended and so on like that. So, I mean, Villa did did well to kind of get a win. I know Brentford are lacking at the minute, no Um They had this this young kid, I think is Lewis. I think it was Potter. Yeah, or Lewis Potter. Yeah. Who got him a goal? Um, but Villa got the job done away, and it's 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 um, more credit to Emery for what he's doing at the moment. And they're sat currently, you know, near the top of the league, and realistically could go top this weekend if they they beat Sheffield, which everyone's expecting them to, and Liverpool Arsenal finishes say a draw. You know Villa go top for Christmas, which is absolutely mental. Um, so yeah, but West Ham Wolves, um, kudos, eh? Kudos, um, I know yeah. I think you own own him, Quentin. You've got kudos, right?
2: Yeah, I I, uh, I got him in for Bowen about three weeks back, and um, I wanted to go Bowen and kudos just because um, I thought that's a, a really good uh duo, but I had Sue Fowl and uh, Areola, so I had to sort of bite the bullet and get him out. But Kudus is just. He's an incredible football, and we saw that last year in um, Champions League fantasy, he was just a freak. Like there'd be like three straight game weeks where he's getting double digit hauls in the Champions yeah. League fantasy. So as soon as I knew that he was going to get consistent game time and he was showing good form, I said he is a must for my team. And you know he's probably going to stay in there for a while now because yeah, he just looks sensational. Some of the goals I think it was his first goal that he scored was just absolutely ridiculous.
0: Yeah, he did score some crap- uh, crappers. <laughs> some crap He scored some crackers against uh, against us either last year or year before actually uh, I think uh, for Ajax Um, really likeable player uh, getting those those positions that you want players to get in and um, fair play for people who've jumped on him instead of Bowen I mean I think it's easy to go Bowen he's ticking over but uh, Bowen's Every, all the time getting price rises and kind of getting towards that 8 million bracket now Um, but yeah Chazza anything you like about West Ham or any West Ham players maybe that, that you, you're you looking at maybe for the future
1: I, I like Jared Bowen and Kudis but the only obstacle in his way is him going to half con in a few game weeks so I wouldn't buy him now but if he held yeah. on to him or bought him in recent times that's a fantastic get who yeah, I yeah. won't mind but I need to see more. of He had a great performance on Sunday with a hat trick of assists. Lucas Paqueta, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think he's playing on the left now as well. They've got Emerson. Um, I think. Uh, I think Cresswell's. At, you know, I think in the past now, I think maybe he's getting on a bit. But Emerson, years old, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Emerson and uh, Paqueta. Uh, I saw the uh, post match inter- interview of those kind of saying that. They, they, they vibe off each other. They know each other. They're friends and so on. You know they've played together for a while now, and it seems like Paqueta's kind of bloss- blossoming from that. And um, you know whether he's an option in FPL, I'm not quite sure. Three assists. Do you want a player that, ass- that assists? And it's rare for a player to get three assists in one game, really. Um, but fair play to him. He, he, uh, he had a cracker with that one for Kudos. But um, down to the probably the most boring. Match of the game week, right? I don't think anyone can disagree. And um, one team attacking, one team defending, uh, and that was Man United Liverpool. Um, you know, what I mean, what what's your opinion and thoughts on this one, Quentin?
2: Um, it was disappointing to see Harlan from Wish almost scored a goal um, off a brilliant pass from Big Mac. But like you <laughs> said, it was one team attacking, one team defending, and um, yeah, I I was kind of thankful because I didn't captain Salah and Salah should have had at least one return and Nunez doing Nunez mm. things where I feel like he's got a bet on the game. I think he was on the nil or draw as well. Um <laughs> But I think Liverpool fans should feel a little bit hard done by in this game. But as a Man United fan, I will sort of I didn't think we'd get a point at all. So I'll take the mm. one point draw. I'll jump on the bus and I'll party around Manchester till this weekend when we smash uh, West Ham,
0: yeah. there we go. Yeah, there we go. Chazza, yeah. any?
2: Yeah. so <laughs> actually, Trent Alexander Arnold was just incredible. Yeah. Just want to put that out there. He he's just on a good run of form.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you boys, it's those new predators um, that he's that he's got going at the minute. Blast yeah. from the past. And um, he, he was playing better or well, getting more points anyway when he had the white ones on. Uh, I think he started with those in the City game and he scored that nice goal against them. Um, but regardless, I mean, he is looking good. I mean anyone who jumped on him probably around the city game or just after for those runner fixtures where he where he got loads of points. Fair play. Absolutely fair play. No. But you know, it's it's similar to Kudus. I mean, not that Trent's going to Afcon, but you know, is it too late then now to kind of jump on these sort of players? Um no. but yeah, I really Chazza, to say
2: one on. thing. I was yeah, looking I was looking at because I saw where attacking was against us, but having a look at his last three games he's had 25 chances created and five shots that is disgusting
0: yeah it's the trend of i want to i don't want to say it's the trend of all because it's a completely different setup and and um different side we've got now at the minute but when we see at the beginning of the season when when all the price uh, prices come out of players and things and Trent's like 7.5 and you're thinking, oh God, that's that's high. Um, But if you're paying that for a player who's going to get your returns, attacking returns and a clean sheet, it kind of makes him like, absolute gold in, in FPL. It's just yeah. that the beginning of the season, we had it with Trippier, tough fixtures, didn't keep cleans and stuff. Then he did have a, a period where he's he's gone and kept them and he's hauled like likes of Sheffield United, three assists and so on. So it is about getting on these players at the right time. It's not to say because they cost so much in FPL, you shouldn't go there. But it is about kind of, okay, will your budget allow it? And can you jump on when it's the right time to do it and then jump off and so on? Um, so Trent has been great. I agree, Quentin. Um, but yeah, any any sort of thoughts on the game, uh, Chaz, or any players yeah. that kind of you were thinking of
1: maybe? I know we're on the fixtures too long, but I just thought I'd end this little mini segment in the perfect way. So Quentin's calling at Harlem from Wish, but every bad game he has, it's just another week of Sean... Mel- is it Millis's soundtrack just going further up the charts? That's I feel bad
2: is. for the bloke. He's actually seems like a really good bloke. He's a great he's bloke and drag. an awesome
1: singer, and it's an amazing song. Yeah.
2: And he's just, well, getting one, just dragged into it. <laughs> the guy's probably never heard of FPL, and he's literally just been on, on Twitter.
0: He
1: knows the joke. That's the thing. He gets around it.
0: Yeah. Well this this must be an Aussie reference, I'm guessing, because this one's gone right over my head. Um I'll send um, it to you. I'll send you the videos to you after you, you'll um, have to yeah, you'll have to get me uh, get me involved, boys, and
1: and yeah and show Ready, you what's going on. For the next yep. thing, I've got it already on standby. I've got our mini league, but mm-hmm. I think we should have a look at Quentin's team first from last week.
0: Oh well, you know, listen, I don't see why not, Trez. It's uh, it's a great little <laughs> suggestion. I mean I'll uh, I'll pull Chaz's points for the game week, I suppose, and oh my word, wait till we see this. Um, absolutely, I
1: go Quentin's first,
0: always smashing it, yeah, yeah. Listen, don't worry, I'm, not, I'm getting there, but <laughs> <care>. just, <laughs> get, just give, give, give me a minute. Give me, you know. Sound, it sounded he's,
2: he's, like, he's like a, my five year old tonight watching the Christmas lights. He's always team. keen, yeah. he's
0: so keen. Uh, Quentin, you know, I mean, you know what he's like, he's, he's keen. Um, Mate, we'll he's give him, and I love it. That's He's the frothing. best
2: asset about Chazzer. He's just ready to go all the time. He's, I love it
0: all the time, exactly. Um, but there we go. Quentin's team. Quentin's uh, score for the game week: uh, eighty-eight points. Twelve points off off a hundred. What a crazy game week. I mean, um, yeah, you must be you must be frothing as you say, yeah, uh, Quentin, with that one.
2: <laughs> you no, know, I was pretty happy, and as I said before, we kicked off the streamers. I, I had the captaincy on Poro and um, changed the on, obviously. Um, attacking asset usually your favor over the defensive asset but yeah no i'm pretty i'm pretty happy and looking at the two premium players that didn't get any points this week um you can't ask them more and so far, getting a, a clean sheet i'll take that That's every great. day of the week because west ham's clean sheets have been non-existent pretty much
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean uh, just on that quickly i think people who've gone Ariola this season like the whole Ariola turner cheap keeper you know and now Ariola's has just been awful not being keeping cleans as you say to kind of go there then for a for a west ham defender is a little bit bold and you know some would say stupid almost but you know what a time to to do it and as you say you get the five points you take it and run don't you
2: mate i i hate myself for it, especially being my co-host being a west ham fan i never yeah, in a million yeah. years did think i'd have a west ham triple up but um it actually uh it frustrated me because i couldn't Get Soufoul out to double up in Bowen and Kudus um, mm. for a minus four, and it, you know it's bad enough having three West Ham assets, but having to take a minus four to reconfigure a triple up. I just, yeah, I just didn't want to do it.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's fair enough. But um, let's talk about sort of. I mean, I think the players really that that no one else has got. I would say um, we mentioned Kudus. You know, killed it sixteen points highest amount of points in your team. Um, uh, but Gabriel Jesus is one I want to talk about. Um, and I think the Bravka as well, because I know people got the Bravka when he was, um, he was due a price rise. I think he was 3.9 at one point. He's now 4.2. Yeah. I think he's gone up two. So the Bravka's one. And Newcastle didn't keep many cleans, but he, he got it in this one. He got a save point as well, not a bonus point in that. So that's why he ended up with seven. But him and Jesus, are you kind of really happy with them too as well?
2: Yeah, I sort of noticed I had Saka um, and I was just starting to see games where Jesus was getting to great positions, um, wasn't getting the massive point returns, but I could see a little bit of potential there. And I kind of had him even with Saka and I thought if I get out Saka, get him up top,
0: because there wasn't
2: a lot of options up top, it frees up another midfield spot. And then I could, you know, play the Salah, Kudis, Palmer, Son, and maximize, I guess, the midfield position. And, you know, I was lucky with Duraka that I had Turner on my bench for three weeks after he lost his spot and I sort of saw him at 3.9 and had a look at the news about Pope and he was going to be out for a sort of long-term stint so I sort of thought I'll just chuck him in and if they buy a keeper in January I can you know move on with him and I was kind of hoping people would jump on him as well so I'd get a sort of bit of a price boost there so yeah, no, it's, it's worked out good that way for me because I've been trying to obviously build money in the bank. I think I'm sitting at about $8.8 million in the bank at the moment. So, wow. so it wow. allows me to sort of um, get Holland back in when he's back fit or I can even move Salah out and go Trent Alexander-Arnold when the AFCON starts. So it leaves yeah. me a bit more flexible to sort of move from players and move to sort of players that no one sort of thought of yet and kind of yeah. get ahead of the curve and jump the ranks.
0: That's that's unreal, and um, what a way to kind of put it. And you know, if you look at that, I think it's one premium. And there's been times this season when I've spoke to people, and they've said one premium's the way to go. Um, and I've kind of gone, yeah, I agree with that. But then the temptation is there when you haven't got Haaland, He does well. I mean, I know that's not been the case uh, recently, but. Generally last season, especially, like if you if you haven't got Haaland, he does well, he's smashing it. You know, so many people own him. If you haven't got Salah, he goes and smashes it and you want to get him. So it is really hard. But I think people who've gone a bit brave this season and and went, do you know what? There there is something there to, to be gained from this. Um so absolutely fair play to you, mate. And and the thing is, you've got the backup there, you've got the money. You do need to kind of go to, to Haaland Holland uh, as and when you kind of can do. So you haven't, you haven't left yourself short there in that respect. So, um, what a score, what a score, Chaz, eh? I'm jealous. I'm happy. I'll take that. As well. <laughs> uh, you <laughs> take, you take that. Absolutely. I mean, that's the 88, in the Louvre as well. Hang it in the Louvre. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, onto the mini league. I mean, we'll, we'll obviously look at our teams and how we're maybe set up for, for game week 18, um, shortly. But, um, in terms of the mini leagues, Chazza, um, I'll add, you, I'll, add, I'll add this one for you, mate, and uh, you can take it away.
1: Shall do, no worries. Well, some big scores, especially from those that are somewhat sitting in the bottom two. They had the two highest scores to the game week. But starting off with Reedy's team. Briefly, take it away, Reedy.
0: Taking me straight in there, mate, and into the depths of hell. Um, but, yeah, 62 all out. Uh, no hit again. I mean, three weeks without a hit. Jesus, I don't know what's wrong with me. I think, uh, yeah, I've probably not been well so for some reason, not taking any hits. But uh, yeah, I did it. Leno I went for in the Newcastle game. Uh, I had Ariola and I was just like, I've got no faith in him starting. And even if he does, he's probably not keeping it clean. And it just so happens he didn't start at West Ham, kept it clean, kept it clean with Fabianski. Uh, so I got the Leno three, uh, which I always thought he's going to get save points against Newcastle. Saliba. Can't argue with that. Nice seven pointer. Liveramento was probably my favorite. Yeah, favorite one of the week, just because it's been tough lately for Newcastle Cleans. Uh, I brought him in over Senesai, actually, um, which was the the week that Bournemouth beat you guys, Quentin 3 0. And I had to pick between Liveramento or Senesai because I wanted to get Son uh, for for this game week. Um, The Son move obviously didn't pay off because I took Bowen out, uh, which, which was a bit of a pain. But seven from Simicast, clean sheet. Palmer smashed it. Chan didn't do anything against West Ham. And the, the captain was on, uh, captain's arm man was on Salah. Mm. Watkins doing Watkins. Great little nine points. I can't argue with that. And then uh, Haaland, who I've kept hold of. And, you know, we still know the game week's open at the minute. So who yeah. knows whether I'll get those two points off the bench or wow. not. But 62,
1: can't complain. Can't complain. And this is a tremendous score from Oliver Walker Peel. Let's go for it. It is
0: indeed. It is indeed. Go on. I mean, it's no playing keepers though. Chaz is the obvious one to me. I mean, or did steel
1: ten men? That's the impressive part. He went yeah. six, seven, eight, nine down the back. Wowzers! Four different sides as well. Had Bowen. Had Kudus too. A Sterling captain, which look, I don't mind, but I don't know if yeah. based on the form. That's my only thing. So
0: and am I right in saying wait a minute, I, I just can't quite see that. Is that Zinchenko on eight points? It,
1: yeah, but it won't come on because he needs to play a striker.
0: Oh, wait, yeah, of course. So yeah, he'll get so the archer too. A five oh, points, no, no I mean I know he won't come on, but I'm just kind of thinking like he even put eight points on the bench, and you're not gonna yeah. everyone who he's played there, you probably would play, wouldn't you? You know, so it's not as yeah. if he's he's made the wrong choice We're putting um and check on the bench, she put eight points there as well. Wow, wow. So he'll potentially end on what? What did he get? 83, 85? That's actually. a very good game yeah, week, right? Oh, yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah, fair um, play to, to Wally.
1: Yeah, one week, wonder he is. Let's go to Jack's team from the hitman to the shipman. Um, yeah, not much to look at here except a couple of clean sheets down back. And yeah. Bowen, who scored a goal. And that is all. Thanks for coming. Mate, I
0: love the Cunha pick. Get in. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah. Yeah, Cunha pick. I mean, he got a little bit lucky. If you go to, just very quickly, Chazzy. if you go to the previous game week, I think Jack That's smashed kind of it. Week, yeah. I think he smashed it. Well, he got 74, which was really good. But he ended up with a, a dingra off the bench, was his first bench. So you got 10 off that. And then that was the week, obviously, Harland didn't play. So if you, uh, vice-captain Salah, you know, he ended up, Oh, oh, did Jack, wait there, go down, did Jack, has he got Haaland? Yeah, yeah, that was it, so vice, yeah. Uh, but you got a Dingra. But this week, as you say, Chazza, didn't look too great. On to the next um, one, mate.
1: On to the next one we go. We go to Hakuna Mateta, who has simply fallen off a cliff since the start of the season. He was leading, it was a good two-horse race, but now it's just vibing mid-table. Um, Alison Becker, clean sheet. We take it, very generous. I like it. He likes Brazilian yeah. drums and saliva. Bowen scored once again. He's a Solanke guy too. This this one.
0: Mm. Yeah, Rev made how many transfers? Let's see at the top. Oh, three. we took. Oh, he made three. So we so he's brought brought in. I think it was Alison, Solanki and someone else. Uh, I'm not sure who the the, the, the player is. Let's um, go to his game
1: week history about Mike. No, sorry, transfer history. I'm autistic. Um, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, here we uh, go. So it's Solanke, Becker, Son, all in for Sterling, Flecken, and
0: Haaland. There we go. That was the one. Son, Good Becker, way. Allison, and, uh, and and Solanke. Yeah, and then uh,
1: Elliot. How's yeah. Elliot going? Well, he turned up onto the pod one, Doug. Give him that. Porro, Debracka, Simicas, a triangle, clean sheet Yeah, Gordon with the assist. He's a governor. But he uh, went off injured in the midweek game against Chelsea earlier. Then Palmer mm. scored. And There you go. That's all from there, and my team will go just through this quickly. Really, nothing down. Triangular clean sheets. You see it, Gordon Palmer, Watkins doing Watkins, and don't ask about my auto sub. Just like anyone asking a man about his what salary he earns a year. So that's all from there. (laughs) That's all I've seen on TikTok this morning, mate.
2: It's
0: a popular <laughs> game. <laughs> um, yeah, fair enough on that on the whole mini league front. I mean, are we uh, going to look at the public and the women's Chazza, or you're going to? you going to? Yes, I am. Hands, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, let, let me do that
0: now. Yeah. Um, but while Chazza's doing that, I suppose, or bringing that up, um, we've got the uh, preview for game week 18 coming up, and uh, we've got some juicy topics to uh, discuss probably on that one. Um, I've got a couple of comments just while I wait for, for Chaz to come in. So one is Quentin, thoughts on Nkuku, Nkunku as a replacement for Sterling. Um,
2: it has been on the bench, but I'm not – he might start this week, actually. They might give him 50, 60 minutes, but I probably would be waiting to see um, what hmm. happens because he could be like um, cabot little and be made of plastic and pretty much break as soon as he gets on the park, so – I <laughs> yeah, think. going did... forward in the future, great yeah. pick, but just, I think, a wait and see for me. Yeah, he did feature uh, last
0: night. He, he came on, I think, against Newcastle last night and got some minutes. Um, but, yeah, yeah, fair enough point. Right. Go on, Chazza.
1: So, this is a public league at the moment and just up the top. Nanas in pyjamas. What a vibe name that is. They're currently in second. Old Man FC currently ranked 5,000th. In the world, which is quite impressive. Played his wildcard this week and clean sheets all around. Palmer, Bowen, Watkins, Standard had Rao Jimenez. So I'm very intrigued to see what he does up the top in regards to that. So relatively tight, especially in the top two. And between, let's go from fifth to, yeah, fifth to twelve. that would do. So that is for the I'm definitely not on the page. <laughs> <laughs> We've
0: got a lot of scrolling to do, Quentin, haven't we?
2: <laughs> Mate, I'm not even on the first page of my own podcast <laughs> <Okay>. league. So <laughs> yeah,
0: Steven Steven Smalley he's actually watching at the minute, absolutely killing it at the top. You know, he's he's smashing it. He's he's got he had a wild card in his back pocket to play now before the um uh the the winter sort of fixtures, and then we get another wild card after all that. So yeah, amazing, Stephen. Keep keep. Go going, mate. Keep going.
2: Um, and I'm holding out if they don't give me my Selenki points that they will make it up to him by giving
1: me another free hit. So, <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> Oh, that would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be nice. <laughs> but, yeah, the Women's League, uh Chazza. Women's
1: League, very interesting at the moment. It's very tight. Let's go from second to ninth, especially those of the Champions League spots. So Harlan giving it a bit of a shake up in the top four. But I must say one hit is all it takes, and that's how many hits are needed to get to the top. At the moment from um, Melissa, let's go briefly through her side. Ranked 38,000th in the world. Not oh, too bad. See, someone's got Zinchenko on Amazing. field. Clean sheets all round. Got Selank Got well, Martinelli. That's actually not a bad pick, to be fair. A good differential. And mm. Cole Palmer, just the, at the core of everything. He is that guy. But that mm. is all from the women's league. It's hey, It's competitive. She's top, just like I'm top on the pod mini league, but that might not last for long.
0: Yeah, yeah, possibly might. Uh, might not, Chazza. You're right. Um, but before we go into the preview for game week 18, yeah. I just wanted to basically mention our sponsor. Uh, big thanks, obviously, to Bonus Bank. Um, as we already know, Australia's best side hustle um you know in terms of taking advantage of the uh, bookmakers and so on and the promotional offers that they uh, provide are uh all matched, to be honest um basically tutorials software that does all the hard work for you um in terms of being able to kind of get those percentages and um, not only that it's 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 also something that can help you in FPL and making your decisions on uh, what defenders you might go for what attackers you might go for and things like that um so they've got the tools the software to be able to increase your profits and you can use a code basically to receive 25 percent off uh, your first month um and i'll pop that in the um or i'll pop the link in the in the caption below but you can go to our link tree as well and find uh find the link there as well also but um yeah thank you to bonus bank and i mean we'll go through i'll go through a, a few of the clean sheet percentages a little bit later on after we previewed 18 and also the uh, the goal scorer ones as well but that's uh that's that but so uh, on to game week 18 preview mm. uh fixt-
1: points exactly
0: Yeah, uh, yeah i mean I, i'll i'll look at the fixtures we'll fly through those fixtures because i don't want to spend too long on of sort it. of talking Five about them.
1: i want to get through quentin's analysis the quintessential yeah. part of this pod for tonight yeah what you a great way to- that mate you might regret <laughs> it
0: <laughs> what a great way to put it as well quentin's essential i love that uh chaser but um <laughs> Just as well, just before we do this, um, I just want to see. Jack was watching before. I don't know if he is now. Great to see you back on the pod. Good work, my man. Um, He mentioned something about me. Please teach Reedy how to play. I know I'm bottom of the mini league, right, Chazza? But it's tight. It's it's
1: 914 points each between you and Oli.
0: Exactly. Mate, Um, Reedy's
2: about to be the little engine that could, it's going to smash at home.
0: There's something coming. Quentin knows already there's something coming. (laughs) And uh, yeah. Um, But yeah, so. As well, Colm saying, I was thinking about getting rid of Trippier, but according to oh, the... Oh, from home. Scott, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it for the comments for now. So game week 18, I will just add the fixtures up yeah. and put them there. And we can just, as I say, we can just fly through these because we want to talk more about the FBL assets. Um, we do. That are the we most do. interesting, I suppose, for the week and so on, um, or the weekend. But there's the fixtures for the week, boys. Let's pick, I suppose, then. Best way to do this, not instead of going through all of them, should we say pick out one fixture one. each? One, one fixture victory.
1: each. Let's do that.
0: That we that we kind of think. Um, you can start, Chazza. You can start.
1: I'm going to start. Well, this is hard. I'm going at Liverpool-Arsenal mainly because if you have attackers in this game, I would field them. Some managers may bench them. Defenders-wise, you'd either bench or attack them. but if it's Trent Alexander-Arnold did field them, interesting conundrum. However, with Saliba and Gabriel, this would be probably the only head-to-head fixture they would have all season, in which there would be merit to maybe even bench them, especially Gabriel. Is it worth fielding or benching him? That's what I like about this Liverpool Arsenal
0: matchup. Mm. Yeah, some interesting points. I mean, I think I think a lot of people do have. Um, Arsenal and Liverpool assets in, in the game and so on. So it is a tricky one because I, I don't think it's gonna be like the Liverpool United game. I do think it will be a bit more open and there is gonna be more space, the game will get stretched and so on. Um yeah, so uh I, I got a few decisions to make, I suppose, for FPL managers as to whether play whether they're gonna play Saliba or if you've got Simicas or you know, I feel like Saka's gonna play people are gonna start in regardless just because of the attacking returns um but yeah great fixture to start off which has what a what a probably the best of the weekend i would say it on paper um but yeah over to you quentin what's uh what's your one mate uh i'm gonna
2: talk about west ham man united not because of course, i'm a man united yeah, fan I but just um the actually attacking potential from West Ham attacking assets. So mm. as much as I love my man United team against the counter, we're absolutely horrible. I think Liverpool could have scored multiple goals on the weekend, uh, on the fast counter. And there's one thing that West Ham do good. I know I give them shit every single week in our podcast, but their counter-attacking football on the weekend was sensational. And Kudus at home, his last four home fixtures, he's had four attacking returns. So People that are a little bit worried about this fixture, even though Man United's not the Man United of old, um, you're starting your West Ham attacking assets because I could see us struggling on the counter. I think we're still going to win, but I think that West Ham, this could be like a, a 2 or or a 2-1 type of game. So I think you need to start your West Ham attacking assets. And if you've got Man United assets, have a good uh, hard think and look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> fair enough i mean i wasn't expecting that quentin In all uh in all honesty in terms of united being your team and i know you've just got that kudus hall and so on but um you really think that game could could go either way
2: yeah i i think it's uh going to be an attacking game and i just think that we still look very vulnerable in defense like if it's set defense we're all right but mm. when we try to attack and lose the ball which we've done a lot um we're very uh, it's it's not great watching us try to defend the counter and West Ham on the weekend. Most of their chances come from the counter because I thought Wolves are actually playing a lot better than West Ham, but West Ham were getting the ball on you know cheap turnovers from Wolves and hitting them pretty fast down the wing. And you know I'd really don't want to see the likes of um, Johnny Evans trying to defend the likes of Kudis or a And I just can't see that going great for us.
0: Hmm. Well, we uh, we hope we get a nice, uh, well, uh, you know, some great football to watch. Midday kick off, early kick off can sometimes be a little bit, um, you know, of a dud game. We say, or the Gandhi game um, is, is the saying. How, how I am Gandhi, yeah. yeah, yeah, the Mahatma Gandhi. But um, yeah, twelve thirty kick off should set the day up. I mean, some great fixtures. Anyway, for a Saturday, we've got lots of 3pm kickoffs and then that early and late as well. My fixture, I mean, I know Chazza went with Arsenal-Liverpool anyway, um, but I'm going to go for, I think I'll go for the Spurs-Everton game. Um, that is the other one that kind of stands out to me. Spurs at home, been great attacking-wise, Ange Ball. Um, they have got a cup, you know, I think Basuma's out now. He's suspended um, until after AFCON, actually. Uh, whether he planned that one, I don't know, but um yeah, Everton in form should be a great fixture, right boys? Surely uh, there's goals in that one, right?
2: Yeah, I think there's going to be goals. I think it's going to be quite open to be honest, the way Everton have been playing. I think that mm. they're going to try to push Spurs and, you know, Angbor in full flight. I think I could, I could see a minimum of three goals scored in this game, not saying it's all Spurs, but I think there's going to be three goals scored minimum.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, Thoughts on this one? Um, I mean, I think you'd be rooting for for Mikey's team here, wouldn't you, Chazza? You'd want uh, an Everton win?
1: So the way Sean Dyche would describe his tactics heading into this game would be in a similar frame of mind as when he described the curries on his appearance in the BBC Radio Lancashire video he did a while ago where he was talking about <laughs> the spinach and coriander and how much he loves the oil aspect of a curry. And he's a pakora and samosa fan. So in this,
0: I reckon it's going to be one-one. I love the uh, attention to detail there, Chaz. I well remembered on uh, all all the stuff Sean, Sean Dykes talked about. It, it was an important video,
1: video for me to watch. Yeah, uh, very that.
0: informative about, uh, about about the Indian cuisine, I suppose, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, they're the fixtures we looked at. Obviously, there's a, there's an abundance of fixtures. I mean, you know, in terms Early of really deadline. Else, Early deadline as well. It is tomorrow. It is Thursday. you Yeah. We can see that. We can see that there that we've got basically Palace, Brighton, who play tomorrow. <laughs> so last week we had a Friday deadline. This week it's even earlier. Um, you know it's yeah. So it's that that one could catch people out. Uh, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is a Thursday deadline. Villa, Villa Sheffield. I'm, I'm just going to mention that we expect Villa win and sort of maybe FBL points from that. Fulham, Burnley is another one. Uh, Newcastle v. Luton. Um, That'll be good. Mate yeah so so there are some some good fixtures basically coming up this weekend and uh, moving on to discuss uh, the most sold transfers this oh, yeah. week has a most sold mate um so i know that you've you've popped it in there but i'll uh, i'll just bring it up as well just so we've got the visual and yes. this is how we're looking for most sold fbl players this game week harland alvarez and mbumo Justified, we think, boys?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you could hold Harlan with no clear picture whether he's back next week, the week after. Mm. Yeah, smoke and mirrors from Man City as usual. So I I don't blame
0: people. Yeah, it's that usual... Thing of Pep going, you know, maybe, you know, maybe there's a thing. we see how it trains. I believe, I believe, you know, all this sort of stuff. I believe, I believe believe Haaland will be back. Um, And then it's basically smoke and mirrors, as you say, Quentin. Um, Yeah, Haaland out. Whether you're free-hitting or not, I mean, if you're not, I suppose the question is, if you're not free-hitting, Chazza, do you still use a transfer taking Haaland out? For Solanke, maybe, or something like that?
1: There's probably some merit in doing it this game, and I'm seriously considering
0: mm, mm, of it. Okay.
1: But if Harlan comes back straight next week, you'd be thinking, "What was the point in that?"
0: Yeah, exactly. It's...
1: For the Fulham game, I'm sort of thinking if you got enough money to upgrade from Archer, you'd do that.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's it's a tricky situation in terms of obviously team dependent people who are. You know, how they're set up this week. And I know that realistically speaking, people will want to roll this week. Um, so in 19, that if you haven't got Haaland or you're selling Haaland, or you've sold Haaland, sorry, before now, you can get him back, and it's it's you don't have to take a hit and stuff. Yeah. Alvarez, you know, it, it speaks for itself. City blank, Alvarez hasn't been great as of late anyway. Um, so he has dropped off a bit. And Bumo's out for about three months. Uh Sanchez for for Chelsea. Uh, I don't know what the timeline is for end him. Of January. Oh, there we go. Chaz is on it. All over it. Uh, knee injury. Yeah, end of Jan, beginning of Feb. Um, and then, yeah, Darwin. Darwin makes it onto the most sold list. And what do you think I would that have is?
2: liked to have be been a fly in the, on the wall for the people transferring out Darwin, how many uh, curse words they would have been saying as they uh, pressed the
0: transfer out button. <laughs> and do we think that's, that's a case if people have just had enough, they got frustrated and they yeah. thought, I don't, I don't want to hold him anymore, especially with Arsenal coming up. You know, does he start? Doesn't he? And does he miss a million? It's chances frustrating again?
2: because he is such a good asset to watch, mm. and you can see the points potential. And is, he,
0: is he? When he quite, scores, uh, points, is,
1: is he good to watch? Too frustrating. I
2: just, I just watch him and he just gets into like great positions like if you if you saw a, a villa game and watched Watkins to get into the same positions as um Nunes you'd be like, oh he could get six goals. Yeah. But yeah, it's just doesn't have the finishing touch. It
0: is. So I understand why people have sold him and I think it's it's probably the right time. Um and there are I think with Selenki
2: playing good and Jesus playing good, it kind of leaves the door open to well I could get him out and there's two other Assets that are scoring goals, so I think if there's no one else to go to, you're probably willing to maybe holding, but you know, there's two three other options that you can go to.
0: Yeah, nice points, Quentin. And, and, um, I think we can segue straight on to the um top transfers in because that's, I suppose, a, a bit better to talk about, Chazza. And, um, you know, Watkins, Solanke, and Palmer top yeah. three. I'm surprised Pedro that. Porro isn't higher if I'm being quite honest. I think he's uh, he's he's looked really good, even though maybe he's not got all these points lately. He's still attacking point. It looked amazing. But yeah, Chazza, what's your thoughts on yeah, this one? Okay.
1: Two things. Why Par is not any higher is because there are less issues FPL-wise from a defensive point of view. With defenders at the moment, we just have a lack of options in terms of players we want to transfer in. Most of the issues are coming from up front or in midfield. For example, when a boomer replacements, mid-time being out, out of form, or both of the city assets, but I think a player that intrigues me is Gordon being the fifth most transferred in. However, he's played every single game through Newcastle's congested schedule and went off with a knock this morning. That I feel is going a little premature mm. on getting him in. Because he's got Luton, Nine and Forest, and then he's got three hard fixtures.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um really good points that you make. Um I think Watkins is is always going to be the number one because he plays Chef United uh harland blank so you could do a straight swap harland to, to Watkins. um you know it's a, it's a nice home fixture for them a potential captain um choice as well for people so yes yeah, solanke he has looked great palmer feels like people are still jumping on him you know what with palmer as well actually um guys he's not as high owned as what you would think as well i think he's, he's 22 now and he's I feel like people were jumping on him much sooner than that, Um, but maybe not, maybe not, and people are still buying him. Uh, Pedro Porro, great asset, and, and yeah, Gordon, as you say, Chazza, may have an arc, may not be fit for this weekend, who knows, and I don't think, unless unless there was a post one that Eddie did, because he does sometimes do a post one, that um we won't get a presser now before the line tomorrow. So that does make it really tricky for people. Uh, who yeah, have I just have in. a
1: good bench cover heading into this weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, so most sold, most bought. We've covered that one Done in that. terms of that for this week. Um, I mean, I think, Chaz, you, you wanted, was it Bournemouth, the Luton game, abandoned game, not updated, the game is still open. What do we think the outcome might be on this one?
1: I'll be brief on this before the quintessential analysis. <laughs> FL towers at the moment they've got a decision to make and they have to act fast because that mm. game we deadline is coming very fast around the corner. Mm. At the yeah. Game. I mean, Yeah.
0: Who knows? Who knows, right? But Quentin, I mean, Quentin's got Solanke. So, you know, I've got bench cover for, for Haaland. I mean, we're kind of just in limbo, aren't we, Quentin?
2: Yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, as I said, the, the deadline's coming up in, for us, a day and a half for you tomorrow night. So... I think if it gets past the deadline, they haven't made a decision. I think the six points will stand. Um, obviously, there'd probably be no bonus, but I don't see how they can then go back after a game week and change the points similar to, I guess, um, Solly March last season who got the goal awarded to him and they didn't go back and change points. I don't think they were able to. So, you know, I'm hoping as a Solanke owner that's the case, but mm. it's, uh, it's pretty confusing what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, But on to Chelsea assets, great fixtures to come. Anyone to target defensively? Are you boys looking at any assets or are we kind of just staying away from Chelsea at the minute? I think... It was Colwell,
1: but he's injured Yeah, I think
0: Mm. uh,
1: Yeah. could be an okay keeper, I feel. If you're going to get a good amount of saves each game, plus even a potential penalty save that we saw from Sanchez Mm. away at Old Trafford, it's probably worth the investment.
0: Bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we look at we we look at uh, the um, was it the the fixtures basically uh, for Chelsea. We look at the FDR and we just check what fixtures they've yeah. coming up very quickly. Um, they've got Wolves, Palace, Luton. For them. It is quite nice, and then obviously the the Liverpool Wolves, fixture again. in twenty two, and then yeah, Wolves and and Palace. Um, obviously, the Wolves is a reflection of this game week. In terms of the, how the, the fixtures are back to back, not mm-hmm. well, not back to back reverse fixtures, such, such, yeah, should say, um, but yeah, fair enough on Chelsea. I mean, on to is it the the Quent essential you called it, Chazza?
1: I called it. Yeah, I'm just keen to hear it.
0: Yeah, I mean, go on, Quentin. I mean, do you know do you know exactly uh, what's the topic? Is the specific topic or
2: it's on- more um, at the Arsenal assets? So there's been a lot of talk. Obviously, people that have Saka and obviously not getting bang for Buck, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of just did a bit of a deep dive on our podcast about obviously comparing the assets because we've seen the the emergence of Havertz, even though I'm not a massive fan of the pick. But, you know, going through, I sort of did a like their last four game week sample size just so that at least there's a bit of variety in there. But, you know, Saka, 12 chances created, 13 shots, but he's only got the two attacking returns. Then you got mm-hmm. Jesus, you know, ten chances created, ten shots, and three attacking returns. So, I feel like Jesus is almost getting similar attacking threat as what Saka is, and less money, and he's not taking up sort of one of those valuable midfield spots. And then also you throw Odegaard in there, um, hasn't getting, hasn't been getting as many attacking returns, but getting nineteen chances created, nine shots, which is ridiculous for a midfielder getting into great positions. And then Martinelli is, I would liken him to maybe the blue balls at FPL, just heaps of excitement, but just no
0: the triores um, no of, F- of FPL.
2: Yeah, pretty much no FPL points in return. So he had the nine chances created, eight shots, but only the one attacking return. And you know Havertz of lately, you know seven chances created, ten shots, and two attacking returns. So for me, all signs point to Jesus is the best attacking asset to own over these last uh, over the next few fixtures for Arsenal and. You know, people are a little bit worried about Saka's high ownership, but I think getting him out allows you to go sort of that fifth mid-to-premium option in the midfield there with that extra money. And I feel like, you know, owning maybe a Bowen and a Kudus um, instead of just one or the other, I think that will get you, uh, I think, a better points total over the next few weeks than sort of keeping Saka and not being able to have Jesus.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some great stats there, Um in terms of these Arsenal players and, and, and them having all their attackers, key attackers kind of fit at the minute. Um, Jesus, definitely a different different punt or different pick, however you want to put it. Um, but I feel like, yeah, I mean, all, all, all kind of does point to Jesus in a way. In terms of this week, would you say that that would be a move that if you, I know maybe this is better aimed at Chazza, like question-wise and uh, would you be looking at bringing Jesus in, given that uh, Haaland blanks this week, Alvarez, and we play you play Liverpool as well? Tough fixture.
1: Yeah, I think out of all the Arsenal picks, mm. it wouldn't be ideal if you've got a luxury transfer and you need to burn it, burn one. Mm. I think it's okay to bring Jesus in this week. Yeah, yeah. Well, ideally, you want to wait till the West Ham game. Yeah, not, I mean. Not, is at the luxury position everyone's got to deal with suspension tight ropes AFCON Asia Cups injuries as well
0: yeah yeah it's a fair point I think if we look at Arsenal's fixtures uh, that are coming up you know we have this one this week um, the Liverpool game then it is West Ham as you said Chazza wait until then maybe if you can um, West Ham Fulham Palace Forest great bun- bunch of fixtures again before you know you guys play us Um, So, yeah, it's interesting if you do have, you know, what you say luxury move, if you're not looking to go for Haaland and you still want to go without him, you know, if if Haaland's not even back in 19, do you then just think, do you know what, I'm not going to mess about, I'm just going to go for Jesus. Um, So, as I say, love the stats there, Quentin. I think you've made a great point on that. And I think the Saka, Saka is the one that everyone, well, the highest ownership, I should say. And I just think at times this season... He's not maybe looked as involved or not maybe looked like he's shooting as much and whether that's teams doubling up on him and, and stuff like that. He's like but, the um,
2: pass to the assist a lot, yeah, which is yeah. frustrating. Like great he's a great play to watch and just but it's frustrating as an owner when you see him passing it to say an Odegaard and then Odegaard getting the assist and you're like, Well, that was pretty much Saka doing everything there, but
0: mm, yeah, just
2: lately and It's just been frustrating. I sort of had him up until about two weeks ago. So
0: you've, you've, you've cut your losses with him. Um, but fair enough. But, um, Solanke against the new manager bounce was, was another one. Basically, uh, Steve Cooper's now gone. They're looking to get Nuno, um, who used to manage Wolves, was it? Um he's he's been away at a few clubs actually. Nuno, is it Santa? He's he's got a he's got a long name that I can't pronounce. Portuguese. That's good enough. It's
2: Christmas time, mate, to say Nuno Santa. Just,
0: just say Nuno Santa. <laughs> fair enough, Quentin. Fair enough. But yeah, um Solanke against against Forest. I mean, if you haven't got him, do you look at that one instead of maybe a Jesus this week?
2: Yeah, I think that's an option. And like you've got the three spots up top, which I mean, most people probably got one occupied by Watkins, so there's two spots there. So if you can get uh, Solanke in this week and then use your transfer next week and maybe move to a Jesus or something, depending on the Haaland news, I think yeah, you'd Solanke would probably take priority over Jesus this week.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you uh, do you like Solanke, Chaza? Would you know, is he an option for you or are you kind of not gonna go there?
1: No, I, I really am, mainly due to the ownership increase at the moment. But there is something I looked at in that. Solanke doesn't perform as well against low block teams, for example, Luton. However, how he got his goal, I felt to an extent he was a little bit fortunate, but yeah. give him credit, he was in the right position. I just there's two things I worry about this game. It's one, it's Forest in the City Ground, that's a tough place to go to. Two, it's a new manager bounce. But I remember last year Bournemouth won there, three-two. That was for Steve. But of course, and Bournemouth are playing some really good football at the moment. Mm. I'm not sure how much they're using Solanke or how much they're using their wingers for certain games, such as Marcus Tavenier.
0: Yeah, I've noticed the one thing I have noticed lately with Bournemouth, just to touch upon that before we move on, is that they have been switching up the, the wingers and where they're playing. Uh, Semenyo basically has been playing on the left and right, Tavenier, you know, primarily does play on the right but can play on the left um cliver kind of behind Solanke and stuff they, they've just got a really good mixture of players that can that can and kind of adapt to as
1: well yeah exactly Sinistera.
0: yeah he's another one um so yeah bill bournemouth do look really good at the minute um he's tough because it feels like you want to go there but it feels like other than Solanke, it is a bit of a risk especially with Tavernier. and we know his injury history mm. it's a lot of fixtures congestion you know uh will he will he last it out will he just get injured and then there's another headache for you so yeah i think i think the Solanke is still a good option but um it, it could be one of those where this fixture in particular might be a bit of a difficult one uh variables now suspensions suspension tightrope yeah. i suppose city assets afcon asia cup did you want to cover this one, Chaza? Speak about I this want to one. cover
1: this one because I look at previous seasons, especially two seasons ago, where it was just COVID post and that was seriously tricky.
0: Yeah.
1: Where it was really warranted that we needed another free hit and it made so much sense. But people are asking for, oh, maybe we should roll over another transfer, make it three free transfers or yeah. get another chip. None of that, okay? But this is where managers are born and bred in life. These are where managers seriously come out to play. Just use your brain cells, yeah? Roll over transfers when necessary. Have bench cover and just smash it out. Give it 110% every week.
0: You, you know, though, there is such a thing, Chazza, as uh, knee-jerking and not waiting until cup fixtures are over and people get a little yeah, bit excited. Exactly. Carried away. There's also one key factor, I suppose, is price rises. You know, Yeah. It's another thing. People, well, people like cards. Yeah. There's
1: a lot of popular players at the moment. For example, Cabore, Matoma and Palmer, which was a surprising one too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there are, there are those factors. Um, but I, I understand what you're saying. Rolling transfers is, 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 is always the best policy. Uh, mm-hmm. Just suppose depends on what's going on with your team. And if you need to make moves, if you need to maybe take a minus to fix something moving forward. So therefore you don't have to take multiple hits. Um, but yeah, good point. I mean, Afcon Asia Cup coming up, Salah, Son, be nice. Flang, you know, all the African players as well are gonna be messy in kudos. Um,
2: I think mean, it's exciting. Will- it's gonna change FPL for I guess the month of January because people are gonna to have to move to a player from the likes of Son and the likes of Salah. So, you know, if you get on that player early, you yeah. could be flying up the ranks where everyone's sort of still stuck on holding players or yeah, you know, moving to other players.
0: I think one thing, though, that's going to be similar to what you've got at the moment, um, Quentin, which you'll talk about your team shortly, is that we're going to have a lot of money in the bank because, basically, Salah's gone. Uh, you, you're only going to end up with, I think it's even... Uh, Son's gone, sorry, as well. You're going to have Haaland, say, for example. Say we've got Haaland. You're then going to have one premium. You're going to potentially then be able to get Trippier, Trent, Saka, Odegaard, like the money's going to be there, right? So I think that everyone's going to be in a, a in a boat where you've got to pick the right players with that amount of money that you've got in your team, haven't you?
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be a nice little variable. And, you know, my plan is hopefully uh, Madison is uh, 100% fit by the time Son ships off mm-hmm. and it's just a straight swap down.
0: Yeah. No, so it's, it's a great... Or a uh,
1: Charleston, great, or yeah. Cool.
2: yeah, well, I, I really like Brendan Johnson. I, I, yeah. I reckon... I would have these posters on my wall if I if I had posters if my wife had let me put posters in the room.
0: <laughs> Running it back to the early days when we were like crazy football fans and stuff um having idols on the wall. Um, Erling Haaland and City assets I suppose we we kind of can touch upon that. We have touched on. I mean we have touched on it but I think um are you are you are you guys bothered about I mean I've kept him so that's why I wanted to quickly speak about is that I've kept him. Are you guys kind of bothered? Um, I know you've kept him as well, actually, Chaza. Are you guys bothered oh, about having him or not having him?
1: Okay, I'll go with me. I just feel, to an extent, it's probably the right move, keeping Haaland, but in another planet of the earth, $14 million on the bench feels like a waste. Hmm. Even when you don't know how long he's out for, but we, we may have spoken about this before we went on air. Transfer him out and then all of a sudden he's back. And you feel that's yeah. a waste of a transfer in one of the most critical times of the season.
0: Yeah. And the problem with it is also is that City's fixtures, I mean, maybe not the Everton really one good. because of how Everton are playing at the minute. And you know, it's at Goodison. But um they have Chef United after that. And you mm. you just imagine that City are gonna have the tools. And if Haaland is back, the Bruiners on the on the brink as well, kind of thing. And all of a sudden the Bruiner Haaland link up is is there and you're yeah. uh shitting shit your pants, aren't you? So, um, yeah, so yeah, not to dwell on that one too much, it, it is a kind of small topic, but it is a big thing in FPL and especially with the AFCON and Asia Cup coming up as well. Um, but moving on, I suppose, to our teams and our transfers for this week, if we're making any, what we're doing, if we're activating a chip, maybe I don't know about you boys. Um, I'm just gonna bring yours up first, Chazza. Is that okay?
1: Yeah, all good, that's fine. Sorry, I.
0: Um, I say I'm gonna bring yours up. I need yeah, okay. uh, you to give me your team actually, in all fairness. Um, nah, not, not your, yeah, all we'll
1: it. nah, on its way.
0: I'll bring yeah. Quentin's up while we we'll wait. I tell you what, we'll go Quentin. I've got Quentin's already, sure. so uh, we'll go Quentin, and then you. So, Quentin's team for this week. I mean, yeah, let's take Quentin's
1: team, go the guest first.
0: It's looking juicy, I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> very intriguing.
2: I'm tempted to make a, a transfer now as we've been doing the pod. Um so we'll see. Ooh, <laughs> those
0: those can go one or two ways though quite it's always <laughs> it's always risky, mate. Um so this is your team for game week eighteen. Um who's
1: on your bench?
2: I've got uh, I think I've got Sufi our first sub, then I've got Lampy and lacelso which I'm f- I've picked LaSelso as I thought he was a great asset, but he's been um injured and slash suspended, yeah. so <laughs> He hasn't played
0: great Yeah, it's a great uh, what, what a team. I mean, you're set up fine for this week. You're comfortable. Other than, obviously, your bench, as you said, injury, a few injuries there, La was out and so on. But, you know, you start on 11, it's, it's banging. and You're having to... Ideally, would you want to play Charlie Taylor if you had the option, if you had a...
2: I sort of. I'm tossing it up between him and Souffaut, but I think there could be goals in the United fixture. So I've kind of... Hoping with Jimenez out, that Fulham versus Burnley is going to be quite a a bit of a bore, sort of nil or type of game um, mm. where both sides try to, I guess, play low block against each other, and it just sort of is just uh, a very low scoring game. But I'm tempted actually to maybe move off Lampy with the extra cash I have, and I've got, as I said, I've got about eight point, I think, nine million in the bank there, so I can move to a Trippier and play Trippier this week if um, they decide that now that he's off his sort of fifty old card, he's back to square one.
0: Yeah, but the danger of that, I suppose, is that uh, going back to the Haaland thing again, is that if Haaland is back in 19, uh, yeah. and you then need to... You've used up some cash there that you've kind of got for him if you need to, and you'll have to more than likely take a hit then to get him back, wouldn't you? So um, yeah, it is a tricky one. I think Taylor could be fine against Fulham. I mean, Fulham at home lately have just been has been amazing. The Raul Jimenez suspension could be a factor though in that. And you might end up getting some cheeky Taylor points, mate. Um I mean, yeah, look, I've
2: set my bar at two points from Taylor, and anything over the two points this week, I'll take. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, that's fair. Absolutely fair enough. Um, but great setup, isn't it, Chaz? He's got he's got a nice team there for this week. Three hey, forwards, up. three four yeah. three. Uh, and I suppose that leads me on to your team, mate. Um, it does.
1: I don't have the exact same formation. And when you're wanting to field is a kabore because you running out of ideas. I love kibore,
2: mate. Uh, what's the chain yeah. saying? It's like Kabore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
0: Kabore. Yeah, yeah.
1: So what I'm thinking, I got one free transfer. And in fairness, I used it before the kick of a ball at Forest Spurs because I forgot to do it before my Christmas party. Was Mitchell went out for Pedro Porro. But the second one I'm thinking is Solank comes in for Archer, which I have enough money for, and then probably bring Taylor down to the bench so there's two actual options on the bench. But mm-hmm. I don't really know what I want out of a Newcastle game. If I've got Dubravka, it's a um right? And um, I forgot that name of a British politician that I keep getting from the Rev once every two weeks. But yeah, Anthony <laughs> Johnson. Yeah, that one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's actually in the Hunter
2: Valley, mate. He's just in Musselbrook lately. Tarky. but that's
1: my team at the <laughs> moment.
0: Far right. out, far, far out, mate. So it's, it's a great team. I mean, I think, I think your defense is there is a little bit of a dilemma. I think there are a few teams with the same sort of thing, yeah, uh, same issue or same problem, whatever you where you look at it. But if you're to transfer out Taylor or Kabore, you, you've got the funds to maybe get a better defender for this week, but. Would it be just a one week punt, or is there someone oh, the that you could bring in? Just do long-term?
1: look come next week onwards. It's just the fixtures this week are a bit shaky. Yeah. So,
0: do you like more... your team for this week? Do you like it? Or
1: if I, if I get Solanke in, yeah, I do because you're going three, five, two. And once I actually have Solanke in, I feel a lot more confident
0: mm. and
1: I want to field as many tackers as possible because that's where the points have come from this season.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think, I think your standards, they're my top two defenders at the moment. The third one is usually Gabriel, but see if you had Saliba because you're paying more of a price tag, you'd field him. But if you're paying less, you're, there's a degree to bench. It's a strange one.
0: Mm, yeah, it's a it is a tricky one. It is a tricky one. On, on I to the I've actually
1: a clean sheet straight up, and Gabriel hasn't scored all season. No, nah, I think
2: it's going to be. Two, I I could see Spurs versus Chelsea type scoreline in this fixture. I think it could be like two three all or something like that. I think there's going yeah. to be goals galore. Wow.
0: In this game. Wow! Yeah, I'm hoping it's a it's a it's a great game for the neutral. Um, I'm I'm just hoping that we get manage to get the three points and go top uh, top at Christmas. That'll be lovely. Right,
1: radio. Let's go to your team. Thank you.
0: Let's go to my team, I suppose. Um, yeah, I don't
1: want to hear about your winning
0: predictions. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We've got it. we got to get some banter going, mate. But um, yeah, oh, I, there
1: been no banter this episode.
0: Yeah, uh, no. I'm just, just say with the fixture coming up, that um, I don't want to go and say we'll we'll absolutely spank yous, but you know, I'm hoping we just get a nice two goal deficit win. That'd be that'd be great. But yeah, moving on to my team and what I'm doing this week. Um, Jeez, this is me. A lot of
1: white shirts about this.
0: Woo. This is, this is how I'm looking at it's free hit moment. So if we zoom out there a little bit, you see at the bottom, you can see a, a nice little bar that says
1: Ooh.
0: free hit active. Go.
2: Okay. Um, I actually like this free hit side. Uh, it,
1: well, yeah, it's great. And all that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah, uh, yeah, nah. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> nah. The biggest yeah, nah I've ever seen. One, why nah, is yeah. Arnold on your bench despite the returns he's had recently? And two, what's the like you're doing on the bench? Like, come on. I'll
0: if tell you why, Chazza. It, is you know, Quentin will probably know this straight away, right? Who's missing from this team, Quentin? Who who would usually be in your team that is missing? Right? Think of our premiums and think of you know
2: oh uh seller.
0: There's no seller, there's no Harland. That's a massive, massive chunk of money, right? So yeah. currently, with these, with the transfers, you know, if you look at how much I've got, I've still got 5.8 8 in the bank. Oh it's so. I'd nearly
2: start Trent over Roberts, um, Robinson, over
0: Robinson yeah. or something like that. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, not,
2: over uh, Robinson actually. I would. Yeah. St- I I could see Trent not keeping a clean sheet, but I could see him getting a goal getting or an assist and some bonus.
0: Yeah, yeah quite there. possibly, quite possibly. And I think at the minute, I've still got, obviously, I've still got today and I've got, you know, tomorrow. It's a, it's a quick deadline. So not too much thinking time compared to usual. Like, you know, if it's a Saturday deadline, I've still got press conference information to come and other things like that. Um, but I am really liking the free hit. And the, and the reason for the free hit for me is, if we look at my team going into this week, it would have been the likes of Leno, Watkins and probably Son that I liked amongst my team. Um, That's a you know, Livermento is he going to play? We'll have Trippier, yeah. Botman, Lascelles and Burn who are back. So, Livermento might not even feature. I've got Saliba and Simacas who face each other. Wolves, um, play Chelsea. Um, you know, Saka Salavi, each other. Haaland's not playing. Yeah, not so, I'd have these guys on the bench as well who you know, I'm not too keen on. So it just kind of made sense for me to to free hit. Um, but, yeah, boys, I'm – you know, I think the bench, Chazza, to answer your – to kind of mention what you said is um, Solanke on the bench, Trent on the bench is if there's any issues with these players, with me maybe not having press conferences, I've got a good enough bench. So, you know, I've got a good enough bench to potentially cover if there's any problems. Yes, on a free hit, there's always that danger of, oh, my God, there's so many points on your bench. But you can't play all, you know, it's not a bench boost, is it? So I just have to try and pick the best 11 that I can think of. There's going to be money in the bank regardless because you're not going Haaland. You know what? You've not got Salah. I could quite quite easily go Salah, actually. There's not to say that I, you know, that I don't get him in or I won't.
1: What about Solanke in for Douglas Louise? But if you had John McGinn in your team, I would seriously feel McGinn over Solanke. <laughs> is,
0: that, is that where we're getting to? Is it, you know, John McGinn's going to? John a McGinn start. has been
1: brilliant at Villa Park. As much as we I love laughing you. at Jack, i mean McGinn getting...
0: is a gun. McGinn is a gun. Is I love that. I love that. I mean, he, he gives me Charlie Adam vibes. Um, you know, the whole Scottish, little bit of a chubber. You know, doesn't really look like the most athletic player compared to some of the other guys. But he, he gets stuff done, doesn't he, Quentin? He doesn't mess about.
2: No, I, I love him. I, uh, I think it was our podcast maybe six weeks ago, I had McGinn as... The second best option at um Aston Villa and Damo for it was pretty funny for as a joke at first, but I'm like, no, I'm serious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. I love that. Um, yeah, that's you know, I think the Villa the Villa one is probably the one that's up for debate a little bit. Do we go does Douglas Louise? I mean, if the thought with that one is he's back, he's at home, he's at penalty, he takes penalties, he loves a screamer every now and then, free kicks, corners and stuff like that. And so I was maybe just thinking of going something a bit differential, but there is always that danger of I'm going too different and the players that people have got, like yourselves, you know, Palmers and Salahs and whoever else, they they do something, you know, and I um, I suffer because their their ownership is obviously quite high. But yeah, free hit for this week. That's me. I won't chat on too much more about it, to be honest. Um, what I will say is who do you guys... Who are you guys captaining this week?
2: Um, I'm going Watkins at the moment, but um I do think Son is an option this week. Um I like mm. him as an option and um I think Palmer um could be an option to away to Wolves.
0: Mm. Yeah, not a bad show. And yourself, Chaza? Oh,
1: you see, I had it on Watkins yesterday and then it's gone to Salah back today only because I've always followed my policy. Anyone above 10 mil is eligible for captaincy unless a certain player has a double game week. Mm. And I feel this principle would still apply. Could be a little exception due to being at home to Sheffield United, but if Watkins blanks, I will absolutely put my head on a pancake pan and stuff myself. <laughs> because I don't I'll be care. there with you, mate. Okay. <laughs> I'll be next right, Now um... I'm going to Salah. And can I tell you why? Because it's time for Captain's Corner.
0: There we go, Chas. Uh, what great a perfect segue.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, great do.
0: segue. It's, uh, it's. <laughs> just, I just removed him from the. Hi uh... guys, <laughs> i back. I've just removed him right, <laughs> from the screen. That's <laughs> Yes, that's right. Okay, <laughs> away, of...
1: Yeah, thank you, Brady. Really appreciate it, having eighty minutes in. Three clear standout options. We've just mentioned them only moments ago. We start off with Mohamed Salah at home to Arsenal. And yes, this season is different because Arsenal have the best defensive record away from home of any side in the league. However, we can't discount Salah's track record against this side over years. 13 appearances, 10 goals, 4 assists. One of the best records going against any opposition in the league. Every time he's played at home against Arsenal, except for September 2020 in a 3-1 win, he has scored on every occasion. He's ranked second for expected goals this season with 11, only behind Man City's Erling Haaland, who's got a broken foot. Yes, robots can get injuries. And he's second for expected shots on target with 10.8. Who's in front of him? Yes, it's a robot, Erling Haaland. Ollie Watkins, definitely Worthy for being second ranked this week. Villa have a best attack record. No, I sh- uh, sorry, home record in the league. Let me get that straight. Won eight of a possible eight, and I think I've won 15 or 16 in a row at Villa Park. Watkins has five goals and five assists, with you could say half of them coming in one game at home to Brighton in the 6 1 win. The Blades have conceded the most goals of any side away from home this season, with 20 yes anyone that loves Richie Benno you get the reference however he has never scored against Sheffield united in his career last but not least shelman son he's up against a team which are going to be hard to break down because we all know Deitch, Sean dice loves his bricks and nails everton have had four clean sheets in a row and do also a rank top four for the best away records away record in the league of any side this Campaign last time, son had a home game. He scored seventeen points. He also scored a hat trick earlier in the season. So he's certainly capable of the highest ceiling. That is it for captain's corner edition. The last one before Christmas. Catch you on Boxing Day, the pinnacle of a footballing calendar. May your arrows be green. There we go, captain's corner.
0: Absolutely boxed off by uh by Chazza. Um, I mean, there are some good picks this week. I mean, I know we mentioned Watkins, but um, you know, Son, you Son. can go Salah if you want to go there. Um, it's not as probably straightforward as you think. I mean, the, the interesting thing as you mentioned, Chazza, was Ollie Watkins has never scored against Jeff United. Did you say no? What's, what's your thoughts on that, Quentin? And, I mean. Never scored it's against Sheffield United and, and, and Villa at home in the form of the life. Do we think he blanked? Well, not.
2: Villa haven't been in the championship for a while, so that's a, a pretty big um, reason why he probably hasn't scored against Sheffield. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> but, that's but, um,
0: true.
2: But Sheffield has proven this season they can be hard to break down. I think um, was it uh, Spurs? who thought we're going to smash Sheffield, and Sheffield made it quite a tough day in the office. I think. Um, Manchester City had a tough time against Sheffield. United definitely had a tough time against Sheffield. So I think there's a little bit of um, proof there that Chazza could be onto something there. But I think just Mm. I'm backing the player more than the fixture um, this week, which we've seen this season. He's just – whenever Villa do anything, it's Watkins at the, the forefront there.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of Aston Villa, and uh, speaking of clean sheet percentages, that I uh, want to mention uh, from Bonus Bank. So, Aston Villa at the uh, at the, the kind of the top of the pile. Uh, we've talked about Aston Villa attackers, uh, Aston Villa defenders this week. I mean, which is something that we didn't mention on the free hit. I had I went for Martinez in goal, guys, and uh, I didn't pick a Villa defender just because I feel like I want to go for Alex Moreno, but Digne could be back. Uh, Torres, you know, could be out, so it's difficult to really kind of pick someone. But the the percentage for Villa Clean Sheet is 50.51 percent. Next, it's Fulham v. Burnley, uh, clean sheet sheet percentage on that one 38.28 percent. And last but not least, it is Newcastle v. Luton, uh, 36.36 percent on that one. Uh, so there's your clean sheet percentages in terms of scorer. Percentages. Villa are up there again. And it's that man, Ollie Watkins, 52.64% in terms of being uh being or getting a goal. Next, it's Musa Diarby, uh, another villa player, 43.29%. And last but not least, Newcastle v. Luton, Callum Wilson, 41.32%. Uh dispatched his penalty emphatically last night against uh against uh Chelsea. Uh Unfortunately, Newcastle didn't go through though, went out on the cup. and um, but there they're your bonus bank kind of um clean sheet odds and um score odds, boys. I mean, in terms of the week, it's been it's been a it's been a good part. I've enjoyed having Quentin on. I've
1: enjoyed it.
0: Um you know, previewing another game week where we either you know get hurt or we uh I mean like Quentin, hopefully absolutely smash it. Um but that's it, we'll wrap up for today. Um I think well, I will say we'll wrap up. I mean, I just just double check before we go. A couple of, a couple of comments. Santa's corner. Huge, <laughs> um Colmer says Watkins for me. Watkins, yeah. uh, another one. Arsenal wise, Saliba and Gabriel will, will be pivotal to Arsenal getting a result this game week.
1: I agree um, with this. Point. We won't be as defensive.
0: Yeah, I think we can answer John's question. In terms of Aviola, also is uncertain for now. I, I think so. I think so. Whether he's in, he, he was on the bench um, for West Ham against Wolves. So you know, if he's fit, surely he, he would play. Um, and then I think that's it in terms of in terms of questions. But as I say, it's been a good pod. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Any guys that have watched and put any comments in, uh, if you've loved today's podcast, uh, please make sure you hit like and subscribe. Um, making sure you turn your notifications on. Or if you're listening to the podcast, please do give us a follow um, mm. as a quick, you know, or, or a quick re- review rating, I suppose, as well. Um, but that brings us to the end of the preview show, ready for game week 18. Uh, keep an eye out on your FPL Arctic socials and stuff. Um, but there's one last thing to say, Chazza.
1: Hey, shit, Jack.
0: That's the one, my friend. What? That is the one.